Welcome everybody back to another episode of Prop, Chess, Prop Sessions. <laughs> Today I'm delighted to be joined uh, by Stephen Brown. Stephen, it's interesting with Stephen because usually I'm interviewing state agents or service providers. Stephen's actually part of two podcasts, State Agents Today and his new podcast, uh, Lunchtime Learn, the Lunchtime Learning Podcast. He's also got his own business as well, which I'd love to delve into. Uh, for you guys but today is going to be an interesting one because Stephen has the pleasure of actually talking with a lot of people in the property industry um, so we're going to delve into all that good stuff but before that I just want to welcome you Stephen and thank you for taking the time to come on. Thank you really pleased to be here um, thank you for asking so a couple of things it's called the estate agents podcast um, that people want to download with Andy Overman and Luke Sinclair there are two exceptional agents. So Lou runs a business in um, Leicester, um, Knightsbridge Estate Agents, and Andy has just started up his own business, um, location, location in Fetford. So um, I'm sure they'll be listening. So I wish Andy loads and loads of success. And um, Luke, we have a lot of fun. Um, we started doing our podcast as lives on a Sunday at nine o'clock. So the three of us get on there. We have guests as well. We invite them on. We do it on via StreamYard and we have a lot of fun and games. And then every Tuesday and Thursday at half 12 or maybe half seven in the morning, depends where the guest is from. So if it's an Australian guest, be at half seven in the morning. Um, English guests half 12 and if we get American guests on normally seven o'clock in the evening so lunchtime their one the whole idea is just about to, similar to you I'm sure it's just about helping agents adding value um, and making a difference um, so it's all free content um, and if it helps people fantastic so enjoy doing it it's a lot of fun and actually more importantly um, to me every day is a learning day and I'm learning so much from um, having these conversations with some incredible industry people. So thank you for having me. You know, and, and I think I think that's the thing, isn't it? With uh, you know, people ask you asked me before we jumped on, why do you sort of do the podcast? And I'd love I'd love to ask that question back to you as well. And you just mentioned learning, right? Was that so? Was that the intention when you were going into it, or was that kind of like a happy side effects um with, with you know what you get to learn from every time you do one of these podcasts um initially it was most probably just to help people and then actually success leaves clues and a lot of these people being very successful in their business and there's some of the things that you think wow you know that's actually why didn't i think of that so um i think it was this time last week i had an australian guest on um daniel spencer and you know some of the content daniel came out with was wow you know i hadn't thought of that and also a couple of years ago i traveled to australia with luke and sean adams from cooper adams and um alex and adam evans from um estate apps and we spent about 10 weeks two weeks together and we met loads of agents out there um, and that was a huge learning. Um, and I learned stuff out there that actually, you know, and I've been in, a, in property for over 30 odd years now. So, you know, for me, I learned stuff that I thought, wow, I hadn't even thought about that. So, you know, last year we also, Luke and I and um, Sean, we travelled to um, America and we went to the Realtors Conference out there. 
And again, we learned stuff and we brought them back over. So for me, every day's a learning day. And what's really interesting now, you're far too young. Um, but about 21 years ago, I went to America to a realtor conference. So my MD sent me over there. And he said, um, what did you learn from it, Stephen? So I said, um, there's something called WWW, World Wide Web, but don't worry about it. It's not going to be big. So I got that slightly, I got that slightly wrong. But here's what's interesting for you know all your listeners and all your viewers on here. There is so much free content out there now that you're creating, that other people are creating, that I'm creating, that people have got no excuse not to go out and learn stuff. So if you want to be better at what you do as an estate agent, as a letting agent, all you need to do is go onto YouTube, um, go to your podcast, go to my podcast and listen and listen because you will learn so much. However, the best agents are the ones that take action and implement stuff. So it's great listening to, to this. It's great having a growth mindset that you always want to grow. You always want to better yourself. But the best people in life are the ones that take action. And if you if there's one thing that resonates with you today uh, when you're listening to it is it's take action and implement stuff. And even if you try it and it doesn't work, at least at least you've done it. You know, you're never wondering, oh, you know, what would happen if? Don't ever wonder what happens if, just do it. Um, and again, you know, one of the things that I've learned is just ask, you know, ask these people. You've kindly asked me today. Um, one of the best books I've ever read on prospecting was a book called Fanatical Prospecting by a guy called Jeb Blunt. Exceptional book. He's written 12 books. He's got a company based in the States called Sales Gravy. Um, and I've read his book, Fanatical Prospecting. Now, he's been a guest three times, twice on the Estate Agents podcast and once live on um, the Facebook Live I did. And, and I was determined to get him on, absolutely determined to get him on. And I thought, um, am I allowed to swear on this or not? Go for it. Okay, I, don't know, I thought you were going to say no. Um, <laughs> so I thought, right, is he full of shit in his book? about, you know, this is how you prospect and this is how you do it if you want something. So I tried every single way he had mentioned in his book to get an audience with him. And finally, after the ninth attempt, he said yes. And the first question I asked him is, you know, why did you come on my podcast? Because somebody had asked. So he said, Stephen, because you asked. It's as simple as that. And if you don't ask in life, you're never going to get. So, you know, there's a lot of people listening. Your audience is estate agents and letting agents. So, you know, what I would be doing is find people that are most probably better than you. Okay, Take them for lunch if you can at this time or virtual Zoom calls or virtual have gym parties, whatever you do, drinking. But ask them, you know, what did they do to get there? You know, because success leaves clues and, you know, why go through a lot of the things we go through when these people already experience these things? So ask them, you know, and what I found really interesting now, going back 20 odd years, um, there was no collaboration between estate agents. I used to absolutely hate 
my competitors full stop but now with facebook there's loads of groups um some great facebook groups and there's loads of collaboration um and there's so much collaboration and people actually want to help each other and actually going back to your question that's why i do the podcast um because i want to help estate agents i want to raise the standards of the in, in the industry and i want people to be better versions of themselves and if people can take one thing two things three things implement it and it makes a difference that's absolutely fantastic it means i'm doing the right things so it's a lot of fun enjoy it love that and, you, and, and that's the thing isn't it you do the podcast, which teaches them new things, but you then learn new things, which you can then pass on. It's it's beneficial for everybody. I'd, I'd love to go circle back to one of the things you said that I found quite interesting. I, I'm I'm obsessed with the topic of what how estate agency works in other countries. You know, you mentioned uh, America, you mentioned Australia. Um, you know, it's a, it's a it's a great topic to to debate. Um, will we ever be like them? What can we learn from them? What, what are they doing right? What are we doing right? Um, I find this such an interesting one to debate because there's so many mixed mixed views on it. You've actually been there though. So you've perhaps got a unique perspective because a lot, a lot of people who like to debate that topic have never really gone and done it out there or, or you know, been, in, been in that culture. What, what are some of the things you did notice while you were out there, whether it's you know, Australia, US, whatever comes to mind? Okay, well, we were very fortunate that we lined up some meetings with the best of the best in Australia. So we got to see how the best work. Um, And they are just very consistent in their approach. They're very regimented. They're very disciplined. So they would have done their prospecting by 7.30 in the morning. So you'll, you'll go, what? People aren't awake at 7.30 in the morning. They are having calls and they would speak to every single vendor and every property they had daily. Okay. And this is the best of the best. So they would say, right, here's what we're going to do to get your property sold today. Okay. And then at the end of the day, they'll call them and let them know what they've done. Okay. And then the next day they have the same conversation as well. So they've got a proper stay in touch policy in the UK. The stay in touch policy here is um, shocking. 95% of agents have no stay in touch policy. So when people sell a property, um, do you own your own property? You are, I don't know. Well, you were far too young at the moment. But next year, you will own your, your own property. Okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit... Um... A little, little bit tougher in, in London, but uh, maybe up north, some of my clients have been trying to convince me to go and go and invest in a couple of hotspots. So uh, ask me that. Ask me that in six, twelve months. You might be having a conversation. I, I, I will do. But you know, going back, um, they're very regimented. They're very committed. They've got proper stay in touch policy. Um, they do slightly things out there slightly different. They have um, people will we with do more auctions and open houses than they do um, private inspections. That may be starting to change now because of COVID. America, um, when you tell an agent out in America that um, the standard UK fees are at 1%, they fall over backwards because they're getting 6% shared between 3% will go to the seller and three seller agent and 3% will go to the buyer agent. 
So again, but they do fewer transactions there. They don't need to do that many transactions. But in America, you're a, you're a client for life. Okay, so they will never never lose you as a client. In the UK, most um, vendors once they bought through an agent, or most buyers once they bought through an agent, end up in witness protection. They never get contacted. Okay, so there's no stay in touch policy. So when they do come to sell, they can't even remember their agent they bought it through. So um, that's a massive lesson for agents. You need to have a proper stay in touch policy for people that are um, set on your customer base. Yeah, I think it's something, was it like 60 or even 70% of, you know, buyers don't go back to the to original estate agent. So obviously the stay in touch policy is going to be a big part of that. What do you think about the, you know, about how in, you know, say the US, you've got your property guy or gal, whereas in the UK, there are brands. What do you think about that? So I actually think we should all have personal brands. Our personal brands are important. Um, there's two brands in any business, okay? So there's Brand Turner, okay? And there's Brand Property. What's your company called? Yeah, Property Media. Prop Media, okay? So you've got two brands, okay? Brand Prop Media and Brand Turner, okay? So for me, actually, you want to look at both sides of it, okay? So what are you doing? So people are going to judge your brand. Maybe what they do is they go to Google and they look at Google and how many Google reviews they are if they're looking for a media company and they type in media companies and you've got 250 Google reviews and your nearest competitor's got one. Well, then guess who's going to get the first call? And then I'm also going to check you out on social now. So I'm going to check you out on LinkedIn. I'm going to check you out on Facebook. Okay, so if your personal brand is that you are going out every night and you're getting wrecked and you're getting pissed and you're smoking and you, you know, you've got um, beer bottles, are you the sort of professional person I want to do business with? Absolutely not. You know, but again, if you're selling and making it personable, and one of the things I took from Australia last year when I had Troy Malcolm over here, he said, is make it personal on your boards. So sold with Stephen, let with Stephen. And I actually like that because I want people to come back to me. Obviously, if I'm still at the still at the same agency, you know, but what people were scared of, they're scared that the personal brand will be bigger than their own brand. Um, and, that's a and that's a challenge for a lot of um, agents. But for me, if I was an agent out there, I'd be getting my personal brand out there um, with Facebook, with video, um, and your own brand, because actually it gets your name out there a lot quicker. Uh, you know, this is what Facebook and video is making it a level playing field now against all the old estate agents who aren't using this technology. You know, the reach you can get via Facebook, the, the um, laser targeting that you can do on Facebook um, is absolutely fantastic. The demographics that you can get. So, you know, you can find out and everything you need to very, very quickly and get your message out very, very quickly to a targeted audience. Um, so for me, that's what I will be doing. Plus also giving stuff away. You know, 
giving e-guides, having a call to action, giving some top tips that's going to that's gonna get them to, to use your agency, whether it's today, six months, one year, 15 years, however long it is. Um, but I think, I think both are important, but both for different reasons. Actually, I'm curious to know, you know, with the, the, you just gave some really good tactical pieces of advice that estate agents can actually go out and use. Is that, um, is that stuff that you actually help them with or is this kind of stuff that you've picked up along the way just from, you know, your network and your learning? No, that's my day job. So I help and train estate agents to generate more revenue for their businesses. Um, so I look at all their systems, processes, um, and see what are the little gains that can be made. So my aim is either to help them get more market appraisals. So I just finished a training session this morning. Um, I personally, just by asking questions, got four instructions just by asking questions. Okay. Now, it's because I've experienced, I know what to say. Um, but actually, agents, agency is very simple. Okay, it's about four disciplines. It's about prospecting, listing. It's about plans, effectively. So what's your plans? Okay, prospecting, listing, adjusting, negotiating and selling. So if you don't prospect, you have nothing to list. If you're lousy at listing, you have nothing to sell. And if you can't sell, God help us all, you might as well shut up shop and go home. But also you need, if I'm a vendor or I'm a landlord, I want a skilled negotiator. I want a negotiator who's going to put more money in my pocket for my biggest tax-free asset. Or I want a landlord, I want an agent who's going to help with my asset to maximise my investment. That's what I'm looking for. And that's what I help agents do. To generate higher fees to um, get more market appraisals get more instructions so to prospect better to list better to sell better and to be a skilled negotiator and if you can um, if you can be a master of all those disciplines then you're going to be an exceptional exceptional estate agent and letting agent Hope people are taking notes on that. I feel like you're, uh, you're just you're giving us a training session. I guess to to continue with that theme. So if it all starts with prospecting, in a sense, I guess you're saying all those other bits are I guess equally important. But without prospecting, what do they? What's the point of them, right? Well, look, market market appraisals are the lifeblood of any estate agency. So if you don't have market appraisals, you're stuffed. Very simply, um, a lot of agents. So. There's two types of agents. Obviously, there's agents that have just started or there's agents that have been going for a long time. The agents that have been going a long time, they've got a huge customer base. You may call it a database. I don't like it because data is not personable enough. Um, means, um, But if you're a... So you've got a whole customer base there. So use it. Speak to people every single day. Schedule in an hour every day of prospecting you know one of the questions that i ask people when i do a training session so I'll give you some examples so i've done a couple of training sessions where there's been 200 people in the room um and i start off and i say to them right can you stand up if you agree with this statement market appraisals of the lifeblood of any estate agency would you agree so how many people do you think stand up then hopefully uh, everybody 100 percent 
So then I say, right, stand up if you were like higher fees, more revenue and customer loyalty. How many do you think stand up? Heads are probably hitting the ceiling at this point. <laughs> and then I say to them, right, if we agree on that, stay standing if you were doing one hour of business generation every day. How many do you think stand up? Maybe more than half sit down. Keep going. Wow. 70%. Keep going. 80. Keep going. God, I feel like an auctioneer. 90. Okay. So it's scary. Okay. So that's the first thing. Then I say to them, right, um, can you stand up if you own a property? So 150 people stand up. So I said, okay, can you stay standing if you, um, if you bought a property through an estate agent that's not yourself? Um, and if you have been in contact, if they have been in contact with you since you bought the property? So out of 150 people, how many do you think stay standing? Four handful, ten. Okay, it's less, five. And in fact, one of the people was cheating because he had bought it via himself. So it was actually four. Okay, so that's really scary. Okay, so that demonstrates very easily that there isn't a stay in touch policy um, in here. Um, I then asked whether there's any landlords in the room. So stand up if they're a landlord. So half the room stands up. So then I said to them, right, can you stay standing if you own more than one property? So they all stayed standing. So then I said to them, right, can you stay standing if your letting agents ever ask you this question? Is this your only property or is it part of a larger property empire? And if it's part of a larger property empire, when was the last time your letting agent offered to take you for a coffee to maximise your investment? Okay. How many people of that 100 do you think stayed standing? Right. Zero. Zero. Okay. And then I said to them, right, how many of you would be interested in going for a coffee to maximise your investment? How many do you think stood up then? <laughs> Probably a load of them. All of them. So I said, that's great. I'm going to come around, take your name and number. And then I've created opportunities. How much did it cost me? Absolutely nothing. So it's all about asking better questions. So so be better better questions, obviously, better, better answers, right? But if you're an, okay, you're an estate agent, you know, I'm too busy. I've got, you know, all these other things going on where do you where do you how do you practically you know with a with an estate agent you look at their whole business right and i'm guessing this is one of the things that you help them implement well i'm sure it would be what does that look like you know on a day-to-day -day? is it just a case of getting to the office earlier or is it you know or is there something else that so let's just say hypothetically because i know it's very different now and we live in the digital world and vendors expectations are very different and buyers expectations are very different you know we're not nine to six anymore but let's assume we are nine to six okay so there's nine hours in a day okay if we take one hour out of a day to prospect to do some form of business generation we still got eight hours in the day to do everything else that you need to do. So there's a saying, what gets scheduled gets done. Okay. I know your discipline, Ebbs. How do I know that? How do you know I'm disciplined? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. You you have a secret camera when, no, when I'm working. I know, I know because you got yourself dressed today, fortunately. Okay. And I would have a guess that you've most probably had a shower or a bath today and you've also brushed your teeth. Okay. So you, <laughs> so you create you created that habit. Okay. So if agents were going onto a market, if they had a market appraisal this afternoon, would they turn up? Yeah. Okay. If they had a viewing, would they turn up? Yeah. Okay. So it's scheduled in the diary. So schedule it in your diary. It's a non-negotiable and it happens every day. And your aim is if you can get one extra market appraisal a day, that's 250 a year. If you can convert one in two, that's 125. And let's say you sell 70 of those and the average UK fee is £3,000. That's an extra £210,000 of revenue to your business. Why wouldn't you want to do one hour of business generation every day? It's an absolute no-brainer. So what does that look like in their day? What gets scheduled improves? Is this, would you say that they should be coming in first thing and, and getting this, you know, getting this done, whether it's, you know, picking up the phone, whether it's, you know, whatever strategies that you'd, you know, recommend. Is there a certain way you found this actually in practice gets done um, every day? Because obviously you've got the, I guess you've got the advantage of, you know, having the strategy, but then you actually get the feedback from your clients to say, okay, well, did you actually do it? Um, what does that look like in practice? So first thing I would do is everybody, I would have a direction meeting or a morning meeting. So everybody sits down, you're going to discuss what's on your agenda for the day, um, what's going to bring in revenue to your business. And then straight after that, you go into a prospecting session. Now, I appreciate agents. It's absolutely crazy at the moment. So maybe what you do is if you've got a team of four, you get two people prospecting for an hour, one person or two people answering the phone, dealing with emails, and then you swap it around. Okay. But if you get all four people in an office, so one of the courses that I did pre-lockdown was it would be a three-hour session. So the first two hours is talking about um, scripts and dialogues, what categories of database that you, you should be doing. And I share with you a story in a bit. Um, and then the next hour is actually I get everybody to bring phones, names and numbers, and they all make calls. Okay, because I want to demonstrate that it works. Okay, so um, I did one session. Well, you know, we do it and we ended up, I think the most we've ended up is maybe 50, 60, 70 market appraisals in the course of 45 minutes, just booked by everybody doing it. And it creates a massive buzz. The energy is off a scale. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then I may go and back into that company in six weeks time, eight weeks time. And they go, how's it going? And they go, Stephen, the course was amazing, but it's not working. So I said, that's a bit strange. Um, can I ask you? So I said, I'll tell you what, I'm here now. Let's make the calls for the next 45 minutes. 45 minutes later, they booked five market appraisals. And that's a bit strange. I just happened to be here and you booked five market appraisals. Can I ask you a question? Are you consistently doing it every day? Oh, no, we haven't done it since. Well, that's why it hasn't worked. You've got to be consistent in doing it. And there's going to be some days where you don't get anything. 
But what it's understanding is that prospecting is a long-term process. It's not a short-term process. It's about you maintaining that relationship. It's about them hearing your company name. And it's about um, them you remembering you. So I got asked by one company that I was doing some work with to go and make some calls if they had a spare desk, a computer, and a phone. And I went into their office, and there was a really cocky negotiator there. And he said to me, Stephen, how many market appraisals are you going to book? So I said, um, well, how many are you going to book? So he said three. So I said, okay, I'll book one more than you, thinking I don't know anybody on this customer base, how the hell I'm going to do it. But the long and the short of it is um, five minutes later, um, after my third call, I had 39 market appraisals just by asking from the same person, just by asking questions. The whole room went silent and I turned around to the really cocky negotiator and I said, right, I've got 39 appraisals. Now you can get, now you can go and get 40. So um, it's just all about asking questions. Um, I also interviewed um, the number one agent in McGrath. So, you know, for any of your audience that are watching this or listening to it, look up John McGrath, okay? Or if you want to go on to my Lunchtime Learnings podcast, little plug there, um, you can. Um, John and Troy were on there. John is the best estate agent I've ever come across. So um, Luke, myself and Andy interviewed Matt Steinwade. Matt Steinwade is the number one agent in the McGrath network. Um, they've got over um, 250, no, they've, they've got over 100 offices, um, 200, 2,500 staff, I think, from memory. So he's the number one agent. So he told us this story that he wanted to get the best house in the best street in Sydney. So um, he made contact with the people that own there. Every year he went round and he did a market appraisal on their property. And sadly, the parents passed away and it got inherited by uh, two, two sons and, and a daughter. And one of the sons lived there. So every year he would stay in contact. On the 15th year, he phoned up the son and the son said, look, Matt, I'm really embarrassed um, but my brother and sister have decided that we're going to sell the property now and they're going to instruct another agent. And you can imagine he was really peeved because he'd been in constant contact with these people for 15 years. So Matt said, look, I appreciate that that's the case. Um, would you at least give me one last opportunity, you know, to come and see you? You never know, you know, if I can't, persuade you to go with me maybe I can give you some ideas to achieve a better price so the guy said you know what Matt I owe you that because you've been unbelievable to my family and you've been really kind when my parents died so whenever he booked it in half an hour before he phones up and the son is in like a real state and he said um, what's the matter so he said I'm not, I know you're coming around in half an hour but I don't think I can face you so he said well what, what's wrong so he said, well, I've just been to pick up my fish and chips and um, they didn't deliver or they didn't put any lemon on it. And I can't eat my fish and chips without lemon. So he said, look, let me still come round. And if you can't focus on me, I promise you I will leave. So he then phones his office up 
and he says right you need to go to the green grocers you need to take a lemon there and you need to get that lemon there in the next 10 minutes so it's there in 10 minutes 20 minutes later matt turns up the guy's on the top of his um on the balcony he sees him he shouts out to him matt that's why i fucking love you i've spoken to my sister i've spoken to my brother you are now selling my property okay two things there okay customer care getting that lemon but it taken him 15 years to get the instruction okay so prospecting yes it's great if you can get instant wins you know and you can get a market appraisal today and instruction today but sometime it may take six months a year two years three years or in that case 15 years okay so have a proper stay in touch policy and you will reap the results I absolutely love that story, by the way. Um, <laughs> I was trying not to laugh out loud as he said it to interrupt you. Um, okay, so with with this with a stay in touch policy, I think intellectually, the agency listening to this can understand that makes sense, right? Okay, maybe they don't do it now, but they can understand how powerful that is. One of the questions I get asked a lot with, um, you know, obviously we generate a lot of leads from estate agents is, okay, well, what do we actually talk to them about? Now, I like you, I give them questions to ask to help, you know, steer the conversation, but oftentimes they just, they feel like they just don't know what to actually say or what topics to um, just to speak to them about, to, to stay in touch. Um, would you be kind enough to give us any pointers? No. Right, so let me ask you a question. What's the address that you are at now? Not the full address, but what road do you live in? Are you in? I'm actually, I'm actually in Greece at the moment in Athens, so it's actually a, in Greek, so it probably wouldn't really help you, but I can give you a home, I can give you a home address of that. Right, so uh, let's just call it High Street Athens. Yeah, that'll work. Okay, so effectively, you may have lived in that property, so... In the last X amount of years, I may have gone to see 10 properties in High Street, Athens. OK, so what I would do is let's just say I take on one of your neighbor's properties. So I would phone up and I would say, hi, um, reason for the call is just taken on one of your neighbor's properties for sale. I just wonder whether you had any friends, family or colleagues that would be interested in buying it. Okay. By the way, when it sells, would you be interested in knowing the new value of your property? Most people are curious. Okay. So would you be curious to know the new value of your property? Yes. You sell it because you're so good, Ebs. A week later, okay, you phone them up. I know we only spoke a week ago. I just wanted to let you know um, that property has now gone under offer. Um, when would be a good time for, tell, for me to tell you what your new value is of your home? So that's one reason to stay in contact um, with people. Um, again, there's so many things that's going on. It may well be people, you know, you can do weekly market wraps as to what's going on. Um, you know, just educating, educating people. I mean, here's one tip that I would do. So you've just bought, let's just say, um, I've just exchanged on a property, okay? And you're, my, and you're the vendor. 
Okay, so what I would do is I would do a little Zoom video with you. So I'll phone you up and say, Ebs, congratulations on your exchange. I know you're completing in a couple of weeks. What I would love to do is a handover video to give to your buyer, Stephen, for when he moves in to make it as smooth as possible. So can you do, can you walk around the property and can you show me where you keep your window keys? Can you show me where you keep your loft ladder? Can you show me where your stopcock is? Um, can you show me how the alarm works? Can you tell me who your local dentist is and their number? Can you tell me who your local doctor is? Can you tell me who your really nice neighbours are in the road so I can make contact with them? Okay, so I shoot that video and then two days before Stephen completes, I send Stephen that video. Hi, Stephen. Um, I just um, got some useful information for you to make the handover as smooth as possible. And then what I'll also say to Stephen is, look, hopefully you enjoyed the experience. Would you give me a Google review? Um, and also what we like to do is every year we like to come back and visit you and offer you an annual health check as to what you need to do to keep on making sure your property is appreciating. Now, let's just say you sold. 50 properties a year okay in 2020 21 i've already got 50 market appraisals in my book because i'm offering that annual health check okay so there's no reason why they're going to go and actually if you think of it now um how many people listening to this have realized in the second lockdown that actually their house is too small, they don't have a garden, they hate their partners, they hate their kids, they hate their dogs, and they may only have lived there six months, but they realise they want to move. So, you know, it may be after a year, they go, you know what, Stephen, I'm really pleased you offer this annual health check. Um, I want to sell. You don't know. That, that's, that's absolute gold. Um, I, I really hope people are taking notes on that because... I think I think I think this is the key with it. It's that creativity, isn't it? It's those ideas to go and actually come up with to, to implement them. Um, and and it just seems like a lot of the time they're just sitting there. Those instructions, like that example you gave of you know the phone call and generating thirty-eight or thirty-nine instructions off the back of asking some questions. It just seems like magic, doesn't it? But um, I really appreciate the way you've broken that down. Look, to, uh, to, to round up, I've got some fun questions for you. So we're going we're gonna to flip the script off the table. Um, I'm going to ask you some fun ones. First one is property related, but the other ones won't be. What's, um, what's one of your biggest pet, pet peeves within the property industry? Now, it can be from agency or it can be from, you know, you helping estate agents, letting agents. It can be whatever you like, whatever comes to your gut first. But I'd love to, love to know what one of your biggest pet peeves are, if you can nail it down to me. Okay, have a stay in touch policy. Simple. Okay, five five percent of the agents have um, a stay in touch policy. Okay, they're going to be winning more business than anybody else. Okay, so that means ninety five percent of you who aren't doing a you, you're missing a massive opportunity because it doesn't take a lot to get a hold of, um, you know, to change your systems and processes to make a difference. So, for me, have a proper stay in touch policy. Love that. All right, next, next one I've got for you is um, when you look back at your, you know, your life, whether it's your life or your career or, or both, obviously we've all got a number of failures, quote unquote, that we look back at. 
with you know when you look back at yours what's one of those failures that really stands out that maybe even late led to a later success or if you look back do you have a favorite failure that you that you think of that comes to mind okay so i was very shy and very quiet and i got offered the opportunity to go and join a business group with like-minded with like-minded people um and it took me well over a year to join that group when I joined and I belonged to that group for 12 years and there were like-minded, non-competing businesses there, it got me out of my comfort zone. It was the best thing that ever happened to me because I had a chairman there or a facilitator there that constantly gave me tough love. Um, and I wish I'd done that earlier. The other thing is um, I wish I actually, I wish there were... Um, for the information that's out there now, I wish I used it more earlier. So I would say that I've most probably learned more in the last four or five years of my life with agency than I did the previous. And if I was an agent today, I would absolutely love it because there are so many things I would love to do and implement to demonstrate whilst I, why I am worth my 2% investment in my services. Last one for you. We're going to fast forward a very long way. It's the last day you've got on earth and you can't leave anything behind to your family, to your loved ones, to people you care about, none of your you know, material assets, you know, your houses, whatever it might be. But you can leave them with one piece of advice. What do you leave them with? Every day is a learning day, so make the most of it. And actually, you know what? Just enjoy every single day. Um, you, you said failures or mistakes. I call them discoveries. Make discoveries. Um, seek um, people out that have been successful already. So fast track your way to success, okay? Because they've already made all the mistakes. They've already had the failures. They can fast track you to where you want to go um, and just ask. ask. Ask people whatever you want. You know, the worst thing they're going to say is no. The best thing is they're going to say, yes, I want to be a guest on your podcast or whatever it is. But in life, if you don't ask, you don't get. So have fun, smile, enjoy yourself, um, live life to the full, ask great questions um, and enjoy every moment that you have here because you're very fortunate to be in a position that you are in this world. A lot of people would love to be where you are in your position. Love that. Stephen, I want to thank you again for your time, not just for your time, but what you've actually shared in the time that we've had. I know there's going to be a lot of agents who are going to take not just inspiration from what you've said, but real practical things that they can go and implement as well. Um, so, you know, really, really grateful for that. We had a mini training session in this, in this podcast, and I hope people are picking out those multiple golden nuggets from there and taking notes. Stephen, thank you very much for your time, and I'd love to do it again soon. You're very welcome. Anytime. Just give us a shout, and good luck to everybody.